This is the Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. Now, here are your hosts, Cody, Kyle, and Ken. Back for another edition of Off the Break Podcast. Woohoo! Just I did it again. You did it again. You can't <laughs> help yourself. He's just excitable. It's no, I think it's Cody. She always did that for years, and I've only started <laughs> doing people? it now. I think that she's gone. <laughs> new Someone people, has to take her place. New people come to the office, and Kyle gets all excited and pees on the floor. Like he can't <laughs> help himself. He's just ah. What do I do? No, those were the the one of the pups that were in the <sighs> office this past week. I know. Don't. <laughs> Don't bring it up. Don't tell me about my my foster foster dogs that I'm taking care of for my mother in law. These <laughs> we we have had a dog in the past. We have considered getting a dog again, and that dream has died. Yes. I have <laughs> okay. seen that dream <laughs> come out of the lights of your eyes slowly throughout this past week. Yeah, no, even I don't know about slowly. It was a pretty quick <laughs> downfall. Yeah, no, our even our kids who were like head over heels in love with these dogs, like by day it's like day seven now Mm -hmm. they are like no we don't need a pet in our house anymore (laughs) but you're probably one of the rare families that has that experience like i guarantee you it's always like one dad that says no but everyone else is like but wouldn't it be nice to have a dog and then there was just we had we had a dog until about three years ago and then you know, we got these, we have these puppies on loan <laughs> and <laughs> the kids remember having a dog that was trained, that knew to go outside, that knew not to chew on things. Mm, yeah. And now having two, two puppies in the house, it's like they're, they are exasperated for a seven and nine year old. Just, I mean, throw their hands in the air. Like, what do I do now? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> you have to train them and take care of them and look after them. <laughs> they are chewing and peeing on everything. And we're like, yeah, that's what they do. <laughs> And your kids are like, boy, aren't you glad that we don't do that? And you're like, oh. and then the, yeah, and then the kids sit on the floor with them, and the dogs sit, and they're like, hey, I trained them how to sit. <laughs> it's like, no, they're close enough to your face; they don't have to stand. Yeah, that doesn't count. <laughs> that's not the, that's not what we're looking for here. Trust me, that's not how that works. If this if this solved it, I mean, man's best friend. Yeah. <laughs> are you kidding me? Again, you're probably one of the few families in that situation, and I feel like. Uh, there's quite a few families I wish they could be in that situation as much oh. as they love a pet. Yeah, no, there's there's obviously there's obviously good things, but I'm I'm ready to move on. I'm looking forward to dropping these dogs off Saturday night and sleeping in until 4 p.m. on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Where even the kids will also be like, "Yeah, let's take a nap all day." Oh yeah, no, there <laughs> there's no noise in the house, no no screens, no anything, just silence and naps is all we're doing. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Uh, all right, so how about we kick off the show now? I suppose we can actually talk about, you know, film industry-related topics as opposed to... It can't know. all be fun here on the show. can't all be fun and games, Kyle. <laughs> Get us back on track. All right, well, first off, we just wanted to mention that we heard from Amazon and United Artists that MGM moving forward is going to be the distributor. They're going to be acting as the, as the distributor. It's no longer going to be... United Artists is not going to be Amazon Studios by the sounds of it, unless if they decide to distribute their own movies separately from MGM. But otherwise, moving forward, it's looking like payments are going to be going over to them rather than it was with United Artists for the past few years. Yeah, it's been a wild ride for the folks over at United Artists because there was Annapurna, there was MGM previously, there was Orion, there that all got conglomerated into united artists right 
and now it's MGM via the Amazon umbrella. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's there's a lot of moving parts. I mean, I know this happens. Our industry especially, when you had, I mean, a history of this from New Line Cinema going to Warner Brothers and... Um, I always think of like relativity. Yeah. And there's a lot of these that have been um, cannibalized in the past. Was DreamWorks kind of in that boat too? I thought I remembered them kind of being in that same position. They were their their own for a hot minute, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But there's been so many of these. I mean, yeah. It's it's really, it's interesting. I'm glad they went back to MGM and the Lion. Like Mm. that's one of the more iconic ones. There's, oh yeah. There's Paramount. There's, Sony with the the torch and their or Columbia Sony Columbia uh, yeah. yeah yeah you know Disney with the castle but mm-hmm. it's like okay we get the lion back which is good and then we don't have to have the stupid crackly screen Annapurna or o- Orion which now can't use anything that looks like the old Orion of the past <laughs> so it, it's nice to see you know the that the the lions you know gotten gotten his job back yeah. at least in the short term yeah I mean. Does it really matter in the nitty gritty of it? No, probably not. But there is something that feels very uh, uh, melancholy about seeing such an iconic company and logo being a part of this industry still. And it could have been really easy for Amazon to stick with United Artists or for Amazon to become even more corporate than they already are and, you know, to do like Amazon Studios distribution or, you know, they easily could have gone down that route and just glob everything whole foods brought to you by amazon yeah like it it easily could have been down which is crazy that they own grocery stores (laughs) yeah (laughs) and and now film distribution yeah it's uh it's an interesting change we we handle this all the time we had to deal with this with with united artists of the past we had to deal with this with fox getting purchased by disney so just be prepared starting with creed no Payments go to United Artists, um, mirror releasing. They are all now going to go to MGM. Mm-hmm. And in case of maybe they don't have um, contacts for MGM, do you just suggest reaching out to a theater's film buyer or seeing from their old contacts on who to go with? Reach reach forward? out to your your film buyer if you're if you don't have a film buyer, you can reach out to your contacts at United Artists. Um, mm-hmm. It will redirect you to their new uh, MGM. All right. And with that said, do you want to move on and talk about bankruptcy again? <laughs> Are we talking about Orion distribution? <laughs> uh, no, not this time. We're going back to our old friends at Cineworld. Uh, there was an update oh, for their bankruptcy that I thought that we could touch on and possibly make fun of along the way. We have no money? Okay. Let's <laughs> let's see. What do you what do you got? All right. Um so I noticed this was kind of an older article, but it still is relevant to now. Uh, they are pursuing about 30 potential transaction parties in order for have them to have a pursuit of assets or a, a pursue sale of assets, excuse me. And so far, they haven't heard a response from any of the 30 potential parties. And non-binding bids are due February 16th, which funny enough is the day that we are recording this episode. And judging from my Twitter feeds and the news, no one has responded back. <laughs> so uh, it's been all quiet on them possibly moving around assets to other companies. We haven't heard any recent updates about that yet, and we're still not sure what's going to happen as a result of it. But it's just another piece to their um, bankruptcy plans that I thought could probably be addressed upon. I love 
this this whole thing. And I love this whole <laughs> thing because they are saying that the you know center world's like our business is not back to where it should be. We we have to do this because we are we spread ourselves too thin. We filed mm-hmm. for bankruptcy. How would you like to get into the movie business? <laughs> like, now here is out here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the magic the, of movies. The industry is viable. Plenty of the locations that Cineworld Regal operates are are viable locations, mm-hmm. including some of the ones that they closed. But you have seats. If you have a theater, you have an auditorium, you already currently have seats. And you're probably not looking to spend money at this point right now in in our program, in our yeah. regularly scheduled program. You're not <laughs> looking to spend money on upgrading seats. You're probably not looking to spend money on upgrading equipment unless you're having equipment issues. And Regals aren't, I mean, they have some IMAX locations, but you're not looking at probably IMAX equipment. You're looking at 2K xenon bulb projectors that are going with this and mm. and yes we want to sell our assets on a grand scale so instead of buying you know like one theater's worth of equipment would you like to buy you know several hundred <laughs> it's the whole thing you want to buy the whole thing <laughs> the whole thing is just ludicrous and who are they who are even possibly on this scale that could do this i mean there's there's no one no one out there including amc which which would be great for them to capitalize even a larger portion of the the market, but they're on the verge of bankruptcy consistently. They're just doing a better job at it, covering up. <laughs> yeah, slightly better job. And it's just, you know, it's the whole thing is ridiculous. You know, you need to find a way to make money without trying to rip somebody off by buying your your crappy old theater seats and equipment and your your business model which obviously didn't work yeah um this is obviously going to be an uphill battle for them uh just in terms of what's going on within the industry but um i just want to know who these other 30 parties are that they're reaching out to like they can't all are they all some theater chains or they're like other tech companies that they're reaching out the, to and being the, like, how would you like to be the next Amazon and get into the film industry? Correct. The scary, <laughs> the scary part of this is the part that includes, you know, the, the removal of the Paramount decrees where film companies were not allowed to own theaters. Yeah. So there is a possibility. And if, if I were Cineworld world trying to get rid of stuff, I would be looking at trying to sell this to Disney universal Warner brothers, Amazon. I was obviously you'd sell it to anybody that is available, but there is, you know, a possibility that one of these companies steps in and becomes a, you know, it becomes an issue in the, in the grand scheme of things. But I don't think anybody's spending this kind of money right now to get, become involved in the, in the theater exhibition industry. Yeah. um, I mean, the issue right now, obviously, is that we're at a point where we almost need to downsize your venues or the amount of screens that you're at and regal is just doing that on a larger level so a theater company probably knows this already and they're already trying to figure out how they can keep all their screens and locations as much as they can so they're probably not in the business of hey let's add even more to our um workload despite not having any product that can work with that amount of workload yeah and once again, screw in a world in Regal. <laughs> this whole thing is garbage. You're a multi-billion dollar corporation that has, once again, has to get 
protection from bankruptcy so that mm-hmm. C-suite people don't have to worry about losing their jobs and can continue getting bonuses. Yeah. GTFO <laughs> CEOs. Yeah, we're obviously not bringing this all to light because we feel bad, but it's just, uh, you know, it's just what's happening in our industry. And there, there does need to be a light shed on it because there are one of the major chains of the industry. And when it comes to, you know, studios working with the theaters, that is part of the program is making sure those corporations are satisfied. Unfortunately, it's a market correction, but for every time this happens to a Regal and AMC, a Cinemark, it happens to 50, a hundred, 200 independent theater owners that have put everything into their theater. Absolutely. And so, yeah, no love loss here from us. No, no, of course (laughs) not. (laughs) Uh, But we'll, if someone decides to pull the trigger and actually make a deal on some level, then obviously we're going to be here to report that. But, yep, still check the Twitter, and no news has happened. Still no one has bought anything. <laughs> I I have – I'm willing to put in a bid okay. of 18 – make it 20 $5. Ooh, high roller. <laughs> so if if it works, if this is like the price is right and no one else has bid, mm-hmm. do I get to take it? Is this like a you know a beginning of an episode of a sitcom where somebody like walks in and buys a property for a dollar by accident? <laughs> raises I, their hand at an auction, not paying attention. <laughs> I like to think that's how all success <laughs> becomes. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> hey, if it can happen to a sitcom, it can happen to you. Ken is now the cheap chief operations officer of regal i would just walk around in an actual crown (laughs) all day long robe and everything not making any decisions or changing anything just just walking around regally kent i think you'd fit right in (laughs) it seems like it (laughs) oh Oh, this is all that happens (laughs) (laughs) this is is what you get to do uh all right um so i think we talked enough about that and I thought we were very professional and serious about it. So let's go over to the more lighthearted part of our episode and talk about some pop culture uh, movie news things that we've heard about and would like to discuss. Yeah, my topic for this week is actually Cody's topic, which is the ranting and raving about the uh, changes the announced that Universal has had. And mm-hmm. we've seen... Um, you know things on on our end with with booking films dealing with theaters that universal is trying to position themselves as the next disney with things that we're seeing as far as uh, how terms work how they're presenting their products and then last night they announced that they're going to do a live action how to train your dragon a la <laughs> beauty and the beast a la little mermaid <laughs> and if i recall from this morning when she burst through the office going kyle Universal is becoming the next Disney, and they're making a live-action How to Train Your Dragon when we already have the perfect animated movies, and this is dumb. This is dumb, Kyle, and I don't like this. <laughs> you sound just like her. I know. What an impression. Because <laughs> that's exactly what happened when I can't wait to in. listen back to this you know, later with her and go, <laughs> Kyle nailed you. Ken was suddenly like, is she recording with us right now? <laughs> I almost tried to hold Kyle's hand. I was like... <laughs> Is that my wife over that there? a girl. Oh, shoot. Sorry, Kyle. <laughs> get it out. Get it out. Get it out of your system. Uh, but I do agree. I do agree with her um, that first off, Universal, it, this really does sound like a move from Universal to try and be the next Disney. And granted, Disney makes money. So I understand that a company also wants to make money. But it's just 
frustrating because we're seeing Universal, for me anyway, I see them having a slate where it's very interesting and different, and one movie doesn't feel the same from the other this year, and now they're saying, you know what we should do? How to Train Your Dragon, but this time in live action, even though animation in those three movies were beautiful and amazing and were a part of what made those stories so great and what gave um, those movies success in theaters to begin with. Yeah, I'm not sure why this was the property they like jumped out there with. Yeah, <laughs> sure. It seems it seems odd. I mean, Universal has so many films they could have done this with. Their library is incredible. Is I I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure why this was the one that money. <laughs> I'm not. I, yeah, but this one. I mean, they have other franchise, live action Shrek, live action Minions. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm not crossing those off the list. I mean, there's plenty of things. I mean, going through their library that they own from from DreamWorks, but there's, I mean, they made 90 Land Before Times. We can't bring back like a live action dinosaur film. Universal makes dinosaur movies. Yeah, they already they know how it, to do it. They do it better than anyone else. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, let's do Land Before Time again, but with CGI instead of hand drawings. Sure, sure. I mean, the sky's the limit. For recreating what's already been made. It over and over and over again. <laughs> quite literally is. I mean, I'm not one to say I'm not gonna tell them not to make another another dragon movie, because go for it. Like sure. you, dragons are look awesome on screen. Yeah. If they're done right. Live action, animation, they look cool. Awesome. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that that honestly, as much as I nailed Cody's interpretation, <laughs> um, I, I was kind of in that same boat too. I'm just numb to this state of the industry that we're in to where we're just going to keep remaking upon remaking things on a much bigger degree than I think we have even like 10, 15 years ago. And that's just going to continue until something changes. I don't know how it's it will change, change until the next thing hits and then they'll remake that. It's not, I mean, we just got announced yesterday or the day before that, they're adding they're making a sequel for plane called boat <laughs> which let, let's face it that's perfect it is no notes <laughs> yeah it is but Cody and I are arguing like they had to re they had to write a whole new script a whole new character character for gerard <laughs> butler and but who's asking for him on a plane with an issue just make a fourth olympus has fallen mm -hmm. like just keep going with that you have a storyline We've already suspended enough belief. Like this guy can't save the president a fourth time. <laughs> like instead, he has to crash a plane and save passengers on a plane. It's like let's just let's just keep going with what works. Like we don't need we don't need to change 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 a character's name, change an mm -hmm. idea of a situation. Why isn't Mike Banning from <laughs> Olympus Has Fallen decided to retire and fly planes for a living, and then all of a sudden the plane crashes with the president on it. Like just here we go again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just just roll with it. It would be so much funnier, so much better if they just went with it and like, you know what we'll do? We'll add some humor. It's gonna be like the police academies <laughs> where there's like forty of them. Yeah, but it's like you know what to expect, and yeah. no police academy made what any of those movies made. <laughs> Correct. So you know there's like there's a well. Let's let's keep going back to the well until it's officially dry. Until <laughs> there's nothing left in that well. I now, feel like you've held on to this for a while. This is such passion behind your ship. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Come on. I know. I know you got away with plane, but plane is a garbage title too. 
Yeah, yeah. Movie was all right, but it could have also been the fourth Olympus has fallen. Yeah, because you just pitched it. You literally just pitched what it could have been. Yeah, <laughs> and if it's not Morgan Freeman, they'll find somebody else to play the president <laughs> again. And if you are a Jimmy Fox has done it, you can make yeah. him do it. You have it's it was Aaron Eckhart and the first one. Oh wait, I'm thinking. What am I? Thinking? No, you're right. You're, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, on yeah, yeah, yeah. White House Down. Yes, White House <laughs> but Down. But it was right, right, right. Aaron Eckhart twice, and then. Morgan Freeman in the third one for the Olympus movies. Oh, is that what happened? Okay. And so you're like, oh, who do I, I only get? saw the first one. <laughs> what a mistake. Because <laughs> they get... <laughs> I got the gist after the first one. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you did. But the first one's great, though. But let's cast, like, actual presidents now. Mm-hmm. Let's let's go to the well. Like, yeah, let's get, let's get Jimmy <laughs> Carter out there for one. Let's just go down the list. Let's get everybody that's still around. <laughs> Would you see a movie where Jimmy Carter's dodging bullets? I would. I know you. I don't think I would. <laughs> I, I think that would make me sad. He's more building than a anything. habitat house, and there's a terrorist attack with some sort of gas leak. <laughs> I'm all in on this. I think. I think it, Gerard Butler, Jimmy Carter. <laughs> you need to be his agent or something. Atlant- and just, and Atlanta just, has fallen. <laughs> just pitch the movies for the studios. <laughs> I my agree. guy, Gerard Butler. I'm, I'm here with all these great ideas, guys. Just you have my you have my number. <laughs> all right, what was your topic this week? I heard that there's going to be a sequel to I Am Legend, starring Will Smith and Michael B. Jordan, which is the dream team that I've never thought of until now. I absolutely love it. I just wish it wasn't an I Am Legend sequel. But as we talked about with How to Train Your Dragon and um, them making a live action version of it. Nothing stays dead, even if Will Smith died at the end of the movie. <laughs> Michael Michael B. Jordan was too big to be in the Bad Boys remakes, but that's where he should be. Yeah, them, the three of them together is is where it needs to be. Oh I, yeah, it's you know he needs to take one of these departures and play a like an actual comedic role because mm-hmm. he can do it. Yeah. He's got the chops to do it. Of course. He's amazing. Yeah. He he can be a superhero. He can play dramatic roles. He can yeah. be an athlete. He's literally a director. He's getting a lot of praise for Creed right now. Oh, okay. Good. Good, good. But I, I, I'm over Will Smith. I Outside of him and Martin Lawrence, I don't know that I want to see him anymore. I don't know that I have any interest to see. His time in the sun has probably passed. We don't really need him to be our movie star anymore. No. No, time has definitely passed, but it's just, <laughs> I don't know. Outside of, like, we're going to make a serious, dramatic action film with, with zombies. He's he's not he's not first choice. He's not the 20th choice. He's not, he shouldn't be on the list. <laughs> just, just remake the movie, guys. Remake it with Michael B. Jordan. I mean, remaking that one would make more sense than remaking How to Train Your Dragon, right? I would think so. I'm, I'm legend it's nearly 15 years old. Mm. Yeah, maybe nearly fifteen years old. It's probably that old. I mean, yeah. it's it's time to redo everything. Harry Potter, according to studios, the original Avengers. Let's just redo it all. Let's <laughs> let's recast everyone different. The remakes will never die. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I I. This is a weird place that we're in. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, we're we're going back to the the Will Smith well, which is which is crazy. After I mean, it's. It's just been a year, hasn't it? Since he slapped Chris Rock. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's just been a year. And there was a two week stretch where people were like, I don't know if 
he's coming done, back to Hollywood anymore. And then another two weeks later, they're like, oh, no, Bad Boys 4. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Who cares? <laughs> Nothing stays dead. Speaking of titles, Sony, before you title the fourth edition of Bad Boys, please give me a call so we can go over some options. <laughs> I have ideas. You made the third Bad Boys film, Bad Boys for Life. Okay. <laughs> This was a, a huge mistake. Before you do number four, just please give me a call. I have a list on my desk of options. I've seen it. <laughs> we can we can do this together. We can make this work. Ken will probably do it for the 25 bucks that he was going to pay to buy Regal. So <laughs> I'll, I'll do it for whatever you guys are paying Martin Lawrence, which apparently is nothing. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it for scale. Right. <laughs> All right. I think we've had enough fun then. I think we can uh, wrap up today's episode with that. Yeah. Just getting ready for Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Quantum Mania. That's a mouthful. The longest <laughs> Marvel title ever. That's probably a record that they'll announce in a headline somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Just keep going. <laughs> the longest Marvel title made this amount of money. The uh, Yeah. The reviews are not great, but ticket sales have been, pre-sales have been solid. So we're hopeful that... Uh, word of mouth and audience uh reviews are much better than the critic reviews it's getting so far oh yeah i mean let's hope audiences enjoy more than critics do because that's all that matters is people having fun (laughs) just butts and seats and (laughs) that too that's also a measurement and lots of concessions that's all we're looking for (laughs) all right so uh happy marvel weekend marvel opening weekend and we'll be back next week all right have a good weekend everybody bye everyone Thank you for listening to Off The Break Podcast. Find us on all podcast platforms or at ScreenInsider.co. And be sure to like and follow our Facebook and Instagram pages at Off The Break Podcast.